Today is November 16th. The Yankees have a Cy Young winner atop their staff. They've got a new hitting coach, some trade rumors, and roster updates and moves and crunches. Let's talk some Yanks. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks. Thank you very much for joining us today. If you have joined us a lot in the past and you want to subscribe to the channel, that helps out a ton. We appreciate that. We're very close to a super big milestone personally that we want to achieve. So if you could just help us get there. Appreciate that. Today's show is brought to you by SeatGeek. You can use code YANKS to get $20 off ticket of your choice. First time purchase, $20 off. You just got to uh, use code YANKS at SeatGeek, the app, the website. Find an event. There's over 70,000 of them in your area. Treat yourself. Go alone. If If you're young enough that you think going to events alone is lame, grow up. Enjoy some alone time. Break that seal. Or You'll find with, that it's a good time. Go with a dear loved one. So that's SeatGeek code YANKS for $20 off your first purchase. Jake, how are you? James Davis. Or go with a beloved deer with SeatGeek. Mm. Uh, I'm good, man. Yanks are sneaky hot in the streets. They're hottest in the streets they've been since Labor Day. Things are heating up. Things are heating up. Uh, you know, even our... <laughs> Our Brian Cashman thinks the Yankees are good episode. Got a lot of love from the people. Uh, And then Soto trade rumors, and we've got our biannual Glaber trade rumors with some other things. And, like, things are happening. 40 mans are getting set. That those dictate kind of some of the upcoming moves. And I don't know if we're all being really honest. You saw it last episode. You talk to any Yankee fans, you're sucked into Soto. So we're, we've already been built up for heartbreak there. So why not us? I'm enjoying that. We didn't get heartbreak yesterday. We got no. good news. We're going to play a little game. Yes. I'm going to go first. This is kind of like we do this on JM Baseball Trivia. We have to name the top 30 um, We're going to name as many Yankee players as we can. No, it's a little different. It's a little different what than a that. Bad app. That's a bad app. Uh, it's a good live stream. Bad app. That, I'm going to go maybe first. Maybe that's our Christmas. Uh, BBD goes second. Jake goes third. And you have to name an AL pitcher that got a first place vote for the Cy Young. I go first. Uh, Garrett Cole. Beebs. Oh. That was. Wow. In any year? Feels like I'm... No, this year. 2023. Like I, might be stu- I want the first pick. Snell? You want the first pick? I'd like to randomly right. draw. That was unfair of me. Jake, you get the first pick. Beebs, you get the second pick. Sure. Jake? I know Bradish got some votes. I'll go Cole. Okay. Beebs? Looking for first place ah. votes. First place for only. this year yeah. AL? For this year AL. Jake got Cole. Now you got to name someone else who got first place votes for Cy Young in the oh. AL. I don't think I can do it. Beebs is out. Jim, I abstain, which oh. leaves Jake winning, BBD losing, and I didn't participate. You didn't play. Uh, yeah, you opted out. I opted out. Yeah. <laughs> so the losses on losses on Beebs' record. He unfortunately <laughs> played. Uh, oh, that's crazy. That was silly. Garrett Cole, uh, unanimous Cy Young. Yeah. 
30 first place votes. No other pitcher got a first place vote. So congrats to him. Uh, Sonny Gray got second Kevin place. Gossman has more war. F war. F that. F that. Yeah. yeah. F war is not for Cy Dog Young. Yanks. F war is for free agent signings. That's Cy Young. I'd still take Garrett Cole. He had a great year. If you want to reflect on it for a little bit, uh, I'm very impressed looking back on his year in the fact that we, talk, we talked about this last episode, that, but I don't know if it gets as much shine. He gave up a home run every single game. Much like in um, 2022, when Judge was like, I tinkered my swing, and we're like, you're pretty good. And he's like, I, I didn't like my approach against sliders. And then he set the home run record. He absolutely destroyed breaking balls. Cole was still good when he gave up a home run a game. He still had good numbers, not the best. And the, the best get better. He said, I'm, I'm going to change that. Mm. And he gave up way less home runs. Well, like he really fixed that aspect of his game. Um, I felt like I was watching a very dominant ace all year. Because you were. Yeah. You were. Uh, and the only thing that uh, some nerds may point to, or maybe some F war people, his, his strikeout numbers were a lot lower, but a lot of those were more early outs that led to more innings. Uh, we, yeah, and less home runs. We saw him throw 209 innings this year, which was his second uh, most innings pitched. Um, it It's toe for toe. Toe for toe? What? No one sets that. I'm going to Google. Toe gonna, for toe? I'm going to Google. How I'm, does that happen? I'm going to Google in quotes. No, wait, it's a saying. It's a saying. Is it what I'm trying to say? Wait, hold on. <laughs> No I, way. Hold on. It's a band. Okay. Mm. I go wait, it's a toe for toe meaning is something. Mainly US to be willing or able to compete or fight with someone. Oh, toe to toe. Toe Not to that's toe. toe to toe. Like when you you know square You're up going against toe someone. To toe with somebody. Toe what does it mean to go toe for toe? To start a fight, argue. Uh, um, is that how you meant it? It's arguably his pound. best season. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You meant like pound for pound. Pound for pound, eye to eye. I, it doesn't That's more all, like, All things know, considered. That's the, more uh, justice. It's more justice net, net. related. You were on a net-net kick for a couple net, of years. Net-net, I miss net-net. Um, Lois, I'm a basic guy. Yeah. You know, I'm a toe-to-toe guy. Yeah. Uh, Toe-for-toe. Toe-for-toe. Because toe-to-toe <laughs> is something. Uh, he had the most innings pitched in the lowest ERA. Like, that's where I kind of step away from the analytics table, and I'm like, oh. Oh, but even uh, Foolish Baseball, your dear friend, and he likes analytics and stats, and he's kind of like the stat nerds, like, God. Face of the nerds. Yeah. And he even and he says ERA. I mean that in the nicest way. Yeah, yeah, no, but he's even said ERA, it, or Cy Young, is a results. <gasps> right. What Award, happened? Not Evaluating a, a guy you might want to so sign you, is you different. You don't use predictive stats. Yeah. So when he came out and said that, I said, okay. Right. The king has spoken. We're rewarding the best season that happened. And also, uh, everyone that had a vote voted for Garrett Cole. Yeah. So they got it right. Good Pretty job. cool. Way to go, Garrett. I think uh, unanimous Verlander, Johan Santana, Pedro Clemens, Gidry, and Denny McClain. Nolan Ryan never had unanimous. Someone just come. That would be the fade. The fade. Uh, Garrett Cole I'm just trying goes. To set you guys up. Garrett Cole goes from one of the best pitchers to never win a Cy Young to just like guy. Yeah, yeah. It Cy is, Young it winner. Is, uh, you know, Rick Porcello. Mm-hmm. It is a mantelpiece. 
A little bit of a mistake. Sonny Gray second in the voting. A notch in his bedpost. A line in his song. Yankees are celebrating that. Hey, we got Sonny Gray. He finished second in the Cy Young. Yeah. They are celebrating. Yeah. But that is frustrating that they're celebrating Sonny's success because I half get it. Like, sure, Cash. The faction. Recognize the the, talent. The part the people that report to you may be able to scout talent, but then they failed you. But then, like on the Joey Gallo side, that's no scouting at all. You just he hits the ball hard, right? Like, so that's, that was no, that was just, zero scouts involved there, just analytics. To be clear, we didn't we haven't seen something about the Yankees celebrating Sonny Gray. We're speculating and knowing the way the Yankees think a little. Oh yes, they're proud of them. But I stand by it. They're celebrating. Like Sonny came in second place, and they were like, "Told you, we knew we liked him." So sign him again. Sign him again. Also, Pablo Lopez finishes seventh. The Yankees traded Glaber for him, so they celebrate that. So they've got that. Um, And then they wanted Luis Castillo, who finished fifth. So Yankees are all over the board here. (laughs) That is, that is true. How about Zach Eflin for the race? Their biggest free agent signing ever. Everyone does like a head tilt. Like really? Uh, oh, yeah, he's six for Cy Young. Well, six for Cy Young, what's that mean? Because it can mean a lot of votes or it can mean two he, friends. I, he got three fifth-place votes, three fourth-place votes, two third-place votes, and a second-place He's place one of the last. Okay, so he's in there. He's one of the last real ones. Chris Martin. One of the last the ones one, with, like, a substantial vote. He's Chris, in the rotation Chris of Cy Martin Young. with one of, yes. Cy Youngers. That's fun if um, you were to take the top five Cy Young people and just be like, this is the AL rotation. Oh, so Cole, six. Cole Gray are in the rotation. Gossman's in the rotation. Bradish in the rotation. And then it's Castillo Eflin yeah. kind of tied. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Castillo. Wow. But Castillo got third no place. third place votes. Vote. Yeah. I mean, it starts to get to a silly territory, but. Well, that's. Happy for Gareth. Appeared on more total ballots, Luis Castillo, I think. Oh, wow. I love that they have everyone's ballot down here. Yeah. Did the anyone? Guy, the guy who put Eflin second isn't even a Tampa guy. Detroit writer Jason Beck. No, he's Jason Beck. He likes what he likes on the mound. So do we have a writer that stood out? We'll move on from this soon, but I just love when there's a writer that stands out. Oh, that yeah. would be probably the one. Beck had Gray fourth, Gossman third, and Batista. So yeah, he's yeah. he's probably the most unique ballot here. Paul Sullivan of the Chicago Tribune gave Chris Martin a fifth place vote. Yeah. Had a great year in Boston's bullpen, but isn't wasn't like their closer. That was the one there's some discourse about it on the Twitter streets last night. There's always yeah. one. Wanna end up there. Was a really Fine good Sand and Clappish represented the Yankees uh beat. They had Cole Gossman, Gray Castillo. They they were in lockstep one through four. Then Fine Sand voted Lopez and Clappish voted Bradish. So Okay, I like that. That's fair. Um I so like three it. voters gave Gray fourth place. Texas, Kevin Sherrington, and Manolo Hernandez Dolan. Oh, Eno voted. Yeah. Oh, who did Eno vote for? Cole, Gossman, Gray, Lopez, Bradish. Nice, you know. Wait, did he not? Have, oh, Gray was third. Gray three. 
Cool. All right. And, and Jake and I just had Eno on week, and Jake, check that out. Congrats Big to guy. Garrett Cole. I forgot that I don't. I Getting to see the voters' individual awards is, um, I enjoy that just because I enjoy looking for the buttheads. Mm. And I forgot that about myself. Was Snell? MVPs tonight. Two people didn't give Snell first place? Like, come on, I want to find them. It was Arizona gave Gallon. See, that's just stinky. Barry Bloom. Good name. That's a real... Barry Bloom is a really good name. That's a book a name. Great name. That's a book name. He's a writer. He's working on a book. His middle name starts with an M. Barry Bloom. So I walked into the coffee shop. There was only two other people there. Mildred, who I was planning to meet up with. Dude, and the man accompanying her, who this introduced himself as Barry Bloom. This isn't the most famous Barry Bloom, unless he's related to this Barry Bloom, who's an American higher education teacher, a distinguished service professor, and that's Barry Bloom. Do you, do you know what school? Harvard. Uh, Heard of it? in Arizona. Uh, the Logan Webb first place vote was not a San Francisco writer. Who would it be? It was Jordan Bastion uh, from Chicago. Writes for MLB.com. Okay. He went Webb, Snell, Wheeler, Strider, Gallon. So he canceled out Bloom's Gallon. All right. Okay. Good stuff. Congrats to Cole. We're going to move on and talk about some of these rumors as the Yankees continue to look for some better help. Oh, you think so? Mm-hmm. Not only do the Yankees need some better help, but maybe you or someone you know could use better help. And this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This time of year can be a lot, and it, it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. But adding something new and maybe positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress and change. Something to look forward to to make you feel grounded and to give you the tools to manage everything going on. If you're, start, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Yanks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Yanks today. There's a link in the description. I know I promised everyone I would move on, but I have to tell you, I am a big Barry M. Bloom fan. Which one? The writer that voted for Gallon. I just read his biography on Sportico.com slash author slash Barry dash Bloom. And this dude is accomplished and he does have some books. He wrote the biography of Larry Boa and the biography of Tony Quinn, currently working on his autobiography and a book about the 1984 era San Diego Padres. He definitely wrote his own caption. He has a beautiful and erudite. How do you, have you heard this word? I learned a new word yesterday when I read Maddie Mass's book on morning. E-R-U-D-I-T-E. And how do you think you pronounce that? Lost me a little bit ago. Erudite. I just played the Google. He has a beautiful and erudite wife, Alicia. Two accomplished children. Three beloved grandchildren. His life is a success and would not be complete without them. Go get it, Barry and Bloom. Anyway, rumors. Full life. Rumors that Barry and Bloom is too smart to put, you know, any say into. He's a learned man. Went to law school. No more Barry Bloom. Barry and Bloom. That's... Get a writer, pay the price. 
You got to say the M, you don't matter. Well, yeah, I think his grandpa or someone got him. Anyway, Verdugo is a non-rumor, but people, but it's, it's very interesting. Passing even like addressed it, uh, and, and BBD had wrote it in our notes. There's been two solo reports that the Red Sox are shopping Verdugo. The Yankees are shopping Glaber, as always. They're con- if this was not the Red Sox and the Yankees, if this was the Red Sox and the, or the Yankees and the Mariners, I think people would be like, hey, that works. Almost Dude, too there's easy. There's a path to a trade here. But um, So it is interesting that it's getting cut down just because they're not going to do a substantial trade like that. But I guess as a uh, brain exercise for anyone that's listening and, and saying, why would it be, why would it be a perfect like match of sorts if it was not the Yankees and the Red Sox? Do you want to get into that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, I've already told the people I'm kind of the person that started this uh, coming into the off season as we were, Starting to actually get back into the Yankees, like forgetting about them and coming back. And it's like, okay, what do the Yankees need to do to actually change this team and get better? Glaber Torres has been on the table for the past three years or so. Uh, this is our biannual Glaber Torres trade update episode. And he's coming down to the last year. One year, I think it's going to be around $15 million, uh, But that is a valuable player. Glaber Torres is a high-level hitter at, sh- at second base. Um the defense is meh. The base running is less than meh. Uh, but what he can do hitting at that position for one year of requirement, that is valuable to a lot of baseball teams. Uh, and for the Yankees, Glaber Torres, unfortunately, is in the right-handed and slow column. Bad defense. Uh, and uh, the Yankees need to get left-handed outfielders. So... You guys know I had a eureka moment. I think I brought it to the show, and I was like, hey, the Yankees should trade one year of Glaber Torres for one year of a lefty outfielder. I went scouring for one-year lefty outfielders. Really, the only name that came up was Alex Verdugo, which both of these guys get a lot of love and dislike from their fan bases. They've At times, they've been elite. At times, they've rubbed their organization the wrong way. Alex Verdugo has one year left on his contract. Yankees need a corner outfielder. I don't know. I'm interested to see how the offseason progresses for both of this. I do think it's really dumb that the Yankees and Red Sox would not trade with each other uh, on a one-year deal if if you think it makes your team better. Like, that's your goal as GM, and you're a fourth and fifth place team. Uh, you know, this isn't like hmm. peak of the Yankees rivalry right now. Like, if if you each need to make your team better by making that move, then you make the move. And, like, it, to be that proud, I guess, <laughs> for the new Red Sox GM, Craig Breslow, to come in and have his first trade be with the Yankees, that's almost like, <laughs> that's almost a death sentence. Uh, unless you win it, Craig, then everyone loves you. But, yeah, betting one year of a baseball player heads up when the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry any executive is scared to do it, including Brian Cashman, who has number one job security in the world. So, um, I don't know. I, the other side of it that Yankee fans will be quick to jump at you with, they had their worst offensive season basically in Yankees history. They're second to last in league in hits uh, to the Oakland Athletics, who just got voted to move their team because they were trying to be so bad that they could move under the radar. So that's what's happening there. Mm. And Glaber Torres was one of two people that hit uh, throughout the whole season. I mean, actually the only one who hit through the whole season because Judge was out or Rizzo got a concussion, so it's just Glaber. 
So a team that could not hit, that I will tell you in front of this microphone many times coming up, they need multiple hitters, three, four hitters to add to this team if they want to get to a competitive spot for next year, a World Series competitive spot for next year. To trade one of those is almost taking another step back. So there's a lot of ways to skin the cat. Could Glaber Torres be traded for one year of a pitcher? And the Yankees go out and address... That's how they address their pitching needs, and then they go out and they get other hitters. Yes, but there's there's not a lot of free agent hitters out there that, I don't know, we're, we're in the Glaber spin cycle. I don't know if there's a lot of fits outside of Alex Verdugo and the Red Sox that if I had to, if I had to guess at this point, the Yankees are, Glaber Torres will be back at second base because they're just locked in bed with each other at this point. Yeah. And he's got value. He can hit. You just need to clean up the rest hit. of the stuff. Uh, Verdugo and him are very similar. They have one year remaining on their contract. Glaber makes more money. Glaber is also better. Better hitter. Um, Glaber's an infielder and a righty. Verdugo's an outfielder and a lefty. So it there's diversifying the lineup that helps as well. Uh, but they're not like different hitters when you look at batting average on base slugging it's just that Glaber's a tick better at all of them thus far in his career it's not like one's a one's a you know on base versus a batting average or a slug versus a contact like they're very kind of the same profile of uh at least the slash lines tells you that so i don't know it's not going to happen but it is weird Similar ages. i do think that if it was another team it would be it would be like, hey, why not try that? If you really need to get lefty, you have DJ. You can slide around the infield. He's righty. Peraza can get some reps. He's righty, and this helps you. Or, or you go trade for another infielder that's a lefty or some shit. Yeah, anyway. and I, I, I know when uh, when this first got, first got fake rumored after I really rumored it to start, uh, I know some of, the, some of the youngs in our office, uh, like I, I was walking around like, if this is there, you have to do this. Like, this is this is the problem with the Yankees. They need lefties. They need corner outfielders. And someone someone countered back, and they said, well, well, you know, I, I think Glaber's a better player. And it's like, this is, that thought process is what got the Yankees all right-handed, slow hitters. Yeah. So at a certain point, you need to make a team. Like, if, you're, if this is an NBA team, and you get all centers, because their overall rating is 85... Well, your team's going to be dog shit because you don't have any shooting or you don't have any ball handlers. So uh, that's basketball by me. Mm, basketball. By me. By and, and that would also mean you probably can, you know, that, that's where the negotiating of a trade comes in. You know, Red Sox then just have to kick something in in a hypothetical trade. Don't think any of it's happening. Also, I guess most of the rumors were like, general Yankees interested in a, in a Verdugo type, Red Sox interested in a Glaber type type Verdugo is then, not but a, that he doesn't strike out that's interesting I like that yeah. but that was also like Glaber Red Sox interest in Glaber was, that we know about in the past was under Heim Bloom new guy Blurt Breslow might love him too but. yeah true all right yeah the strikeout is a different profile there like Glaber cut that down this year actually this last year with Glaber's new approach they were similar in 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 strikeout rate uh, and Glaber actually walked more. So Verdugo is a ball and play guy. <laughs> it's kind of what the Yankees need. Yeah, a ball and play lefty corner outfielder. Yeah. And by the way, and by the way, um, dude loves New York City. 
Like yes. has fed off the stadium every time. He's oh yeah, he been likes here. he likes crowd and energy. Like, I, I he also got benched or whatever Cora did, so there was also that. I don't know what so that should was. Should have Glaber. Like so should have Glaber. Literally, things line up in odd amount that if there's ever a time yeah. to like break the detente or no, start the detente. Toe for toe. Toe for toe, toe for with toe. the Red Sox. Like this is the trade. Yeah, it's almost that always sunny scene. You say uh, you should trade that fish for that fish. But they're slight differences. Right. Cool. The other rumor that we got today was the Yankees are interested in Manuel Margot from the Rays. Didn't we get this at the deadline, too? So They talked on deadline day. They talked on deadline day about this? Um, I don't even know what this does. Uh, obviously, like, he's a righty, center fielder. He's kind of Vader. Am I wrong to say that? I, um, if you're someone who's on the Manny Margot bus, I don't think you're going to like what I'm about to say. Um, Manny Margot's IKF. <laughs> like, go well, look at his stats. Fucking Yankees like that. But, but he's a good defensive center fielder, correct? N- not really. He's, you know, he's a quality center field, no, not standout. He, the Rays have gone through, Defensive. like, he was 50-50 between center and right this year. They employ um, Jose Siri. He and just does a lot out there? They've they've had Siri. Um, they've had Kiermaier. Like, they've had Brett Phillips. The Rays have brought in other elite center fielders to play over Manny Margot. So, it's a little rude to say, like, he's not the guy in center field. He had a bad play in center field in the playoffs that that sticks out to me. And the Rays, like, took a, quote, took a chance putting him out there with a different lineup. Um, and yeah, some of his numbers in a great out right and center. And we've gone through the FA pool, man. Like you can get Manny Margos probably for less than 10 mil or if Manny Margo plays to his baseball card next year, that doesn't help the Yankees. <laughs> he does have a better slash line than IKF and Bader the last two seasons combined across the board. He beats them all out. He's 98 OPS plus, so he's slightly better. If I trusted the Yankees to pick up Manny Margot and be their fourth outfielder. Yeah. Uh, that guaranteed me they go grab Soto. And, and they get Soto and Kiermaier, <laughs> you know, like I'd be in on it. But... If I they, play, I, 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 I have learned my lesson that when they grab IKF and, and these guys that they're, no, they're going to start. So, uh, I would not like this to be, uh, a move for a, someone who slots in the top nine. Although Jake, marginally, he would make the team better than last year. He's an MLB player. Like that's, that's the argument, but. If he's on the team, he's probably going to play a lot. He's a right-handed hitting outfielder that doesn't have a lot of pop or a high batting average or a high on base. IKF and Bader out-homered him last two years combined. I'll hit you you with the Kluber argument from previous years. If you're going to spend $10 million and trade an asset for Manny Margot, just spend that $10 million on a free agent player. Put that in the Kiermaier fund. Like, there's no reason to pay... Manny Margot, $10 million. That's what he's getting? Yes. He's due for $10 million. With a team well, option but, for 12 but, the next but year. But what the Yankees are like, well, we gave IKF you want to know why they mil, like and he's marginally better than IKF, so you want to know why they? You want to know why they're interested in him? Because fast? If they think they can tap fast. into a little more, he has a team option for the next year at $12 million. Kiermaier, and Kiermaier, who everyone's sort of starting to assume they'll get, you can probably gets get more. You get this overall. guy... 
No trade. That's uh, true. So sorry to my Manny Margot fans. Coach the Ball. slash yeah. line. The slash line is is better than I can. Read his best. He hasn't season. played a hundred games and. Well, I just compared the last years. two seasons. Of of all three of those players, I can compare last year for all three. I don't know if that's kind of usually try to make it bigger than that. Um, I'm not saying he's good. I'm just I mean, we, it it is. Last yeah, year, Marcos. last year he two sixty four, right? Yeah, that makes him third best hitter on the Yankees right. batting average <laughs> three ten on base. That makes him third best on base on the Yankees. Maybe pretty good Yankee three seventy six slug. I don't even know why it works. And 686 OPS, 91 OPS plus. Like, I, I'm not in favor. I'm just saying, like, this is a slight upgrade to the last year's team, which uh, the Yankees believe that they were just unlucky last year and that the offense is going to bounce back. And also, we, and also we got marginally better on, you know, the ICAF position. Like, don't you see their brand? I, under, I agree with you, but I'm just saying don't be shocked if that's their line of thinking his whatever you deem his best season doesn't do anything to affect the Yankees success and and he's righty again and don't trade with the Rays yeah don't trade it doesn't with the work Rays. for you don't just don't do it uh yeah third best batting average he would have had last year <laughs> the Yankees are so bad man and I don't, I don't dis pure, pure player wise. I don't despise the player, but it don't, it don't add up. And he, OPS plus, he would have been fifth, better than Stan Volpe, Icaf, and Cabrera last year. Yeah, I, that doesn't. If that's the move, that stinks. If that's the move after the moves, I like it. You also couldn't. You also can't do it first. But it also is like the Yankees don't make. Moves after the move. We keep seeing, and to like some talking Yanks fans' credits, they would be like, when are you guys going to learn? Like, this is a move. And I'd be like, no, there's going to be another one. And then there hasn't been a couple times. And now I've learned. So, yes, if they announce that they're getting him, that's it. Sign Brett Gardner. I, I have to operate as over Manny Margot. That's their opening day center fielder. I like Brett Gardner. If Brett Gardner came back in the clubhouse, I think he'd be like, what is this? You guys are sad now? You guys hate your own fan base? You guys are angsty? What's going on? Yeah, well they, they, we were really bad, and that they didn't like that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving on down the line. We got a new hitting coach and a ton of roster moves. So if you're planning on uh, placing a bet on the 2024 mm-hmm. Yankees, I would bet the over on the uh, hitting. That's an option that they have on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Over on the hitting. Yeah, he's got a new coach. I would, before baseball comes comes back, you can you might be able to build up a little bankroll because we got Thanksgiving football rolling up where if you bet five bucks on the NFL action, you get 150 instantly in bonus bets. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code YANKS. New customers can bet five on the NFL Thanksgiving action and score 150 instantly in bonus bets only on the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code YANKS. The crown is yours. 
Gambling prom? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in West Virginia. Visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for prom gambling at 888-789-7777. Visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but ages vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Ah. Ah. All right, so Judge hired a hitting coach. He hired James... Rosen, route. Think Rosen. Rosen, um, and we have a good, uh, you know, bullet point list of his past provided by a young, bug bug dude. He was a minor league player in the Yankees organization from 1995 through 1998. Then he went on to be the Angels minor league hitting coach in 2002 to 2005, where he then got promoted to High A Tampa hitting coach. For two seasons, 06 to 07. From Tampa, he gets hired again to be the Yankees minor league hitting coordinator from 08 to 11. Uh, Moved on from the Yankees to the Cubs minor league hitting coordinator in 2012, then promoted to the Cubs hitting coach. So he gets his first crack at a major league job in 2012 to 2013. Then after that, went back to the Yankees as the minor league hitting coordinator. So he was coordinator, coordinator, coach, back to coordinator, did that for two seasons, then got hired to be the Twins hitting coach, part of the Bomba squad over there, hit the ball hard, juice ball years. Then Marlins bench coach, 2020 through 2022. And last year, he was the Tigers assistant hitting coach as the Marlins changed up their coaching staff. Now he's back with the Yankees. So in 2014 to 2016, when he was the minor league hitting coordinator, that's when Judge was in the minor leagues for the Yankees, and they have a bond. They like him. Uh, he, he is saying that he's not doesn't have one true philosophy. He doesn't believe it's cookie cutter, or that every, it's, there's no one-size-fits-all approach, uh, which is good. It's true. True? I'll I confirm mean, that. Agree. Also, like, if any coach thinks opposite than that, that's insane. So it's weird to get claps. Like, yeah, because, like, I believe sunrises in the morning. Uh, oh, this guy's as smart as Barry Bloom. What did I say? That was, that was not the guy you were talking about. That was the, How do you that know? Was the University of Harvard professor. I didn't put the M in the middle. Yeah. Barry M. What M? It stands for Mary. Doesn't stand for Mary. That's how much he loves his urodite wife. I think we have to bleep that. <laughs> Which part? She's a what? Erudite? I, think I don't so. know. BBD yeah. is my pronouncer guy. Anyway, James Erudite. is my name and Jake's your name. What's your thoughts on this? I can't believe we got him. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move off, on. Off-season checklist. <laughs> yes. Uh, this was all judge. I don't know. It seems like Judge is pulling. It seems like certainly has the judge seems seal like uh, Judge might be Hal's GM, which the only thing that's daunting there is there's one free agent pitcher that Aaron Judge loves, Snell. Snell's like Judge's boy. Oh, really? Yeah, they're friends. Yes. 
They used to do like little league giggles when they'd come when he'd come up to the plate and he was on the mound, mm. and they're just like dudes. So if if we'll find out Judge's GM power with Snell, okay, and how much those rumors start happening. Yeah, I mean the writers are writing that Judge was basically the Volpe decision maker, and uh, I forget where I was reading that, but like Judge was like, "This is the guy. You got to go with him," and. Judge was also big on getting like Rodon. Like, if you sign me, you can't be done. You need right. to make another move. I don't know if it was specifically Rodon. They needed to do at least one more big thing, though. I didn't know that Judge got uh, ripped f- for his batting average in RBI. I guess I get it. People don't like those stats, but I agree with him on a team level because RBI is a team stat. And as a team, they need to focus in. Do playing the game differently when the situation calls for, hey, let's move that runner around and yeah. get him in and change your swing a little bit, which they don't do. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Our, <laughs> RBI, and by the way, this is going to bounce back even more because people went so far away from RBI. You know what teams had a ton of RBI? Texas Rangers, the Atlanta Braves, uh, because it's more of a team stat. Did the Orioles... Because they were a cluster run, like when Which we when we have guys runs. when we have guys on base, let's get them in, let's move them and shit. They did so much. They, the, the Orioles did so many hit and runs, putting guys in motion, like even slow players, and and um, you know, so I don't know if they let if they were good in RBIs, but they played that style of ball. Seventh in RBIs, top ten were the Score Yankees, runs. and it's it's one of those twenty fifth. It's just one of those old school things, like RBI. Pretty much means you're scoring runs. Those are runs batted in. Yeah. So I know you can't, like, coach RBI, really, but in a way you can. Situational hitting. Yeah, it's Like you just talked about, which we saw the Diamondbacks do. We heard the Texas Rangers talk about. Like, that's one of the things the Yankees got away from, which is disastrous, and I hope they add commentary to it this offseason because it's a real thing. Even the Phillies were running in the playoffs a little, right? Am I wrong there? They got run on? Uh... They ran a little bit, but I, I think it was more so... They're bop. It's more so ask any... Like, it used to be called a two-strike approach. It used to be called anything. Like, if if you've played baseball, even on a very low level, to try to hit a ball as hard as you can or to try to make contact in a situation... I think the Yankees were even really bad at moving the runner from third with less than two outs. They're bad la- at everything. Last year. But that says, like, you know, if you could, you can hate, don't change your approach, stay to yourself, but less than two outs runner on third, get the ball in the air to the outfield. You know, like that's, that is still believed in even through the three true outcome They were 23rd and sack flies. That's the quickest stat I could think of for some of that. Yeah. So I think that's what Judge means when he's talking about RBI. Is situational baseball as a team stat. Not like Obviously, like the last 15, 20 years, the way we value the RBI has shifted, but like driving in runners is a skill. Like all the stats come together. I don't, like I don't know fully what to do with it. Like isolating stats is so dumb because you're talking about building a team, batting average, on base, slugging, those come together with hits. And RBI and home run. And, like, that defines the ball player as a whole. Mm. So, I don't know. I don't know. Eno, Eno, BBD mentioned Eno came on Wake and Jake, and he kind of addressed the Brian Cashman analytics department 
quote, which yeah. A, just kind of a lie. Uh, B, he said they're, the way that the Yankees might be able to angle that is people hired under the title analytics department that are with the Yankees. But he was like, "There's they, our social team made a clip of it. He's like, they pay. Like, like outsource. A, they pay a scientist, t- scientist in Australia to deep dive research on the ball and bat impact. And he's like, you know, that that should count, and other teams don't do that. So that's just another little tidbit on what's going on with the Yanks. And I've said it on here a bunch. Uh, go to LinkedIn. Right. Type in organization Yankees and just search scout or analyst. And um, it's insane how many people they have. RBI are kind of a team stat, but that's okay. Yeah. Yankees had one guy with 70 RBI, Judge, in 106 games. <laughs> Texas Rangers had five, I think. Because you need good baseball players who are getting on base, whether it's hitting or walks. Yeah. And then you need people to drive those players in. I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. Um, 58 employees that have analysts in their name. And that could be the multiple departments, not baseball. Sure. Sales. But 65 that have scout in their name. And there was... And that's not even counting the employees that are like, screw LinkedIn. I forget which I they forget what do. publication or, or Twitter account put this out, but there was some around the time that Cashman put those comments out, like there's a list of like how many full time like analytics department employees you have. I don't know how they come up with number yeah. X or Y. Yankees had the second most and that came out that was a graph from like August. Yeah. So maybe in the last two months they fired a bunch of them and maybe now they technically do have the lowest but as of two months before brian cashman said that they had the most in the al that was just somewhat of a lie yes that was one of his classic lies which i appreciate actually i don't stand for i like a lot me and bmb are not into that careful what's bruce bochy's middle name that's the only way i allow that mr (laughs) the chance right first mr bochy First Douglas Bochi, that's awesome. Family man. Uh, Stan's agent got mad about Cashman's quotes. No way. Uh, Cashman said that you know it's part of his game getting injured, and Stan's agent, who is also the agent of uh, Yashinobu Yamamoto, said, "I read. The, I'll do it in his voice. I read the context of the entire interview. I don't know what this guy sounds like. I read the context of this entire interview." I think it's a good reminder for all free agents considering signing in New York, both foreign and domestic, that to play for that team, you've got to be made of Teflon, both mentally and physically, because you can never let your guard down, even in the offseason. So he didn't like the quotes from Cashman. Um, which he shouldn't. Which he shouldn't. Because he's Stanton's agent, and, and the GM said and he's, he's going to get hurt. And But... But I also, Cashman, so it wasn't Cashman, but I also agree with him sticking up for Stanton. And Stanton shouldn't enjoy hearing those words either. Like, all of this seems, you know, hey, when there's a bad situation and it's highlighted, Mm. people don't like that, you know? Check this out, Jake. You're short. Did that feel good? All right. I mean, it didn't hurt me anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Beeps. Um, 
I the fun plot twist of all of this because it was it was kind of like you know standard operating procedure. GM <laughs> GM says a bad thing about his player. Agent doesn't like it. Uh, but then when everyone found out that uh, the agent is Yamamoto's agent, it's like oh like. You wonder if anything actually matters because as long as the Yankees offer Yamamoto the most money, they'll get him in free agency. Like I don't think this situation changes anything. Uh, I do. Uh, I do think it was the agent just giving, giving the Yankees a little Jimmy tap. Like, yeah, I'm alive. Uh, and by the way, the Yankees should actually read this because it does matter. Like you do need to mentally be prepared to play in New York. Yeah, and the Yankees analytics team has completely ignored that. Well, the the Odor's in charge of that. Calling up Odor right now. Hey, you think uh, Yamamoto could handle the pressure of New York City? Rudy. You think he's gonna? Uh, who who's this? This is the Yankees. Don't you're our go to here. Rugi Tuesdays. Do you think <laughs> you got the scout? It's and they just hang up. Yeah. <laughs> What was that? Is that a prank call from the Yankees? So I watched a documentary Get Gotti recently, Teflon Don. Mm. Um, they got him eventually. Teflon wore off, but okay. Uh, Yama Yamamoto, maybe he was just warning him. And I do like that that the agent said. Good reminder for all free agents, uh, both foreign and domestic. Kind of like popping his like collar yeah. there, like puffing out his chest, like I represent both. Right. You know. I'm yeah. kind of not just domestic only yeah. agent. A lot of agents out there are, not me. Actually, I bet not a lot aren't. There's a lot of international players. You, you at least have, you know, Dominican. How does he sign Cuban. Yamamoto, to be honest? And are there agents in Japan that they have to, like, transfer to an MLB agent? It's an interesting question. I, I know they get post. They have to get posted by the team, which will open up a 45-day window, and that hasn't technically happened yet so that'll happen probably soon. very soon um but yeah i mean i'd i'd assume i'd assume a lot of the japanese agents don't have relationships over here so i don't there's got to be some formula right yeah i don't know um yashinobu yamamoto great name japanese names are always very fun to say especially cuz it's a different written language alphabet, so it translates very. Uh, what's that called? When phonetically. Should we tell tell BBD the the nickname for the off season that we we heard last night? Yeah, I mean we can share where we're stealing it from Yes Network, so yeah. I don't know. If they want us to, they don't care. I don't think they'd probably be honored that we liked it so much. Right. Uh, they dropped. We went to dinner with Yes last night. They dropped mm. uh, Yama Soto. Is that common and popular in the streets? I'm uh, not. I'm not dancing. I read. In the streets, well, I, I read at least one article where somebody talked about it, like I want those two guys. Did they combine and the they, name? Yes, and they and they called it that. But that was one blog. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen. I haven't seen it crazy in the streets, but mm. I. Well, we want to. I've heard those names combined, and I like it. And I think we just made it very. And it's just you know. I mean, it's what should the Yankees' offseason plan be? Yamasota. If you're that, that is the A plus offseason. If you're that Yankees person, you're, you're that person. You see someone wearing a Yankees hat at dunks, and you want to give them a little something. You just go Yamasoto, and they probably don't respond. You know what's a good episode exercise that we can do maybe in a future episode? 
is take all the tiers of free agents. We just did this on Talking Baseball. We listed out the, the pitchers and each uh, offensive and position like tiers and um, say, okay, this is like tier one, right, of starting pitchers and tier one of offensive bats. Mm. And then and then um, each decide our worst version of that. So, like, the Yankees can get away with, we made the moves, but it's the worst version of moves they can make because that's what they've been doing mm. the last three years. Like, the Montas trade... Um, the ICAF Donaldson trade, they're like, we made the moves. It's like, yeah, but that's like, right. was the worst version of what we wanted you to do. We should make our worst version. Well, we stumbled our, into one of them today. Our worst version. Worst of version of um, like, they get to, they get to be like, what are you talking about? We we did what you wanted. We yeah, went it gets, out. we gets, went out and got a starter. We got a lefty bat. Gets a little rude player wise for sure. Oh, for rude sure. Rude yeah. Yeah, but that's, you know. Uh, I, I just, don't know. I just labeled IKF Donaldson Tra- Montas. Tra- well, Tra- shit. I mean, that's Trading like- for Margo, re-signing Montas, and one of the other guys who's going to sign like a one-year deal and saying that was... Uh, I don't have Montas as a tier one, though. But you, yeah. If they signed another another yeah. one with him that's that was I'm like saying, closer like, to his tier than one of the good ones. Because you could potentially say like Cody Bellinger's a bad tier one move. Yeah. Oh, he wouldn't, can, be, on, he wouldn't be on my list. He can end up being rude. Okay, that's good. Because he could be very good. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. You could say that. Yamasoto. Monty and Sonny both being ex-Yankees, and they're like the tier top tier five starting pitching options is really funny because I just don't think they're going to do that just because they're ex-Yankees. Yeah. So they're like they off the board, which leaves Nola... Yamamoto, and who's it? Snell. You guys have seen me on Talking Baseball for the past two and a half weeks doing like, it's kind of weird Snell doesn't have a landing spot, right? Yeah, but I, I, I like Snell, but I don't know if... A little Rodon effect. We're like, okay, he deserves the money. He's been right. good, but I don't know if that's Lock Lock, Loch Ness Monster, or if he wants to come to New York. He's a chiller. He's he one of the biggest known chillers. I like I like him in the Bay Area. Getting hyphy with the Giants. Yeah. They got money. They've been looking for their move. They've they been trying find, to do a big they signing. They've come in second place though. so many times. I don't know. Yeah. All right. The Yankees had to make a ton of 40-man roster moves, and some of these moves might mean there's other shit happening very soon. So... Contender uh, deadline's tomorrow, so some amount of happen yeah. for sure. So a quick, very brief catch-up for anyone that doesn't understand this. When you get promoted to be an MLB player, you have three seasons. Usually it all depends on how many days you play and all that, but three seasons generally of under contract. You can't negotiate your deal. You just get this money unless you are so good, you ex- you're in like the top 2%, then you get bonuses and weird shit. But basically you get three years and then you get three seasons of arbitration where you can negotiate with the team, your pay point. There's also like scaled Every season. You come to the table. Yeah. There's scaled raises that kind of like, Oh, well you did this. So you demand this. If you disagree, you go to an arbiter and they choose the, who was right. Um, but also in those three years of arbitration, say the arbitration says you now deserve this much money. You can non tender that player and just be like, nah, you can go be a free agent and hit the open market. Sometimes very nice for a player. 
Um, uh, sometimes it's not bad. Sometimes it's mutually just kind of like a shrug. So that's coming up for the Yankees. We thought they were going to non-tender IKF last year. They gave him a $2 million raise. Bizarre. Which... To be a lesser role on the team. Yeah. Crazy. No, nobody, to be a little fair, nobody in the history of arbitration has gotten less money than the previous year, but they could have given For him... For sure. They could have gone from four to four Because five. when that's deserved, they non-tender the guy. Yeah. They could have they could have gone... If they really wanted to keep him, they could have easily gone from four to 4.5 or something, yeah. and they gave him six. Yeah. So the number was crazy. So the Yankees... Added a ton to their 40-man roster because also there's the Rule 5 draft, which means if you've been in the minor leagues for X amount of years and you have never cracked the 40-man roster, then other teams can go snatch you and be like, hey, Yankees, you have had this guy in your minor leagues for five years. You've never put him in the 40-man. You're not using him. We would use him. We got him, and we, we draft him. play him on the big league team. But they have to be on the big league team all year. Otherwise, they get returned. That happened with Nestor. That happened with Mike, Mike Ford. Ford. Mike Ford, and there was another reliever pitcher. The, Nest, well, the Yankees uh, have had a lot of guys get picked and sent Yeah, Luizaga early on, Luizaga? No, they fordied him early. That yeah. was the Luizaga thing. They called him t- up in a pinch. To and everyone re- yeah. was like, who was this guy? Yankees like lose guys almost every year. Almost everyone gets returned. And in baseball, almost everyone gets returned by the end of spring training. Um, but yeah. yeah. So they put Clayton Beater. He was the one that was always going to happen, obvious. He, they, he was the trade for Gallo. They put him on the 40-man roster. They also put... Catcher Augustin Ramirez. I've never yeah. heard of him. He had oh. a pop last year during the Yankees sad times because they were looking for anything and he he like he roped up high A for a little bit. So he's he's twenty one years old. Um he was not in my book before they announced him. Yeah, and he did hit really well at Hudson Valley last year. Jeez. I, and right at, shortly after the World Series, they added Carlos Narvaez, who came at nose uh, to the 40-man. He was he would have been a minor league free agent. That's why it happened the week before. So they had to do that within five days of the World Series. I, uh, I'd i like to say a couple things. Okay, say them. Yankees 40-man. Yeah. We've done a lot on this topic over the past six years or so now. And I, I think the Yankee diehards love it. I think there's a couple people that are like, whoa, you know, let me, let me know when Judge and Rizzo are coming up. Uh, but people like this game. This is the saddest time I've seen it. And I know that makes sense because the team was bad and there's no depth. But we got options to get off of if we need to. A bunch will happen yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, well, a, a, a lot of time, a lot of time, someone who was the catcher Last yeah. year, year on, on our sheet, Donnie Sands, they they did protect him because they didn't want to lose him for nothing, and they traded him by tomorrow's. Yes, so they immediately flipped. Yeah, him. so th- so a lot of these, there's six catchers on the forty right. man. A lot of them, maybe even Augustin Ramirez or, or whoever, will get traded tomorrow. They just they just put them mm-hmm. on the forty because it kind of gives them value, and then or it allows Chance them to, to not lose them for nothing. Yeah, they don't lose them for nothing, and they get to move on. So. There are moves to be made. A lot of times, guys get put on. It's just it's a huge honor to get put on the forty man. You're kind of right. Your life changes you, a little you bit. Get a big raise as an MLB player. That's yeah. one of the 
So the step. so the big the biggest thing that can happen tomorrow would be if they non-tender Higashioka. He'd be the biggest because they have Wells, Trevino, Higashioka, Rortvet, and now Nervaez and Ramirez on the forty man. That's a six catchers. That's too many. So or trade Higgy. So uh, some of the young catchers will get moved in in some way, or Higgy will or Rortvet will get non-tender. Some combination of all all of those. Something's going to happen two of them soon, I believe. Else, yeah, eventually. and with those six catchers. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess my only. My only combat to soon would be the Yankees technically don't really have to do anything until they make another move, right? Like, even when they sign... You have until tomorrow to non-tender yeah. somebody. Right. I'm, I'm saying, but For let's, the young let's say they tender these guys. In theory, the Yankees... Like, I remember when they signed Rodon, they had a full 40-man, but they waited to do the actual paperwork because they had to move on from guys. Like, in theory, nothing could happen. It, yeah, yes, if they want to move... Later on, the thing is, if they so in their minds, if they they're on the hook uh, for money, if they're on the hook, if they give Higgy his arbitration number, which is two something million, and they believe that makes it harder to make a deal or trade with someone because if they non tender him, he's a free agent, people can go get him for whatever he's worth. I I think the Yankees hold on to Higgy. I, I think the one that's jumping off the page to me is Lou Trevino. Uh, he jumped out to me as a non-tender candidate as well. It's four point one million. Yeah, like, Higgy's at two point three. That's almost half math pod. Um, and as BBD's also noted, like the the free agent catcher situation is is nothing. Like it it would almost be doing Higgy a favor. Our talking Yanks chat is popping off as we speak about it. Um, that if you made Higgy a free agent, that would actually it would be awesome for him. But I, Higgy has some sort of value. Um, that at 2.3, I, I think they can hang on to him and still play a little bit of a poker game as they figure out their catching situation. They could uh, definitely tender him, trade him. Where, where Lou Trevino, I, I like Lou Trevino, and he's actually got a nice like major league resume, but uh, coming off TJ to pencil him in as a $4 million reliever next year, uh, I don't know. You can't do that. If, I, don't, I don't know if Lou Trevino is going to be good next year. It, he had Tommy. He, he had Tommy John in May, and as a reliever, you don't have to build up as much. But right. it's still going to be a mid-season return. And then if there's like any setback in the process, you've kind of just wasted four million. So this is a very easy way to just clear four million off the off your projected books. Like like Lou Trevino, he had a spot on the team if he was healthy. He it's just easy. He uh, kind of. I had the same thought of the names that were there. It's, I was just like, I don't know. There's a lot of relievers. Um, if this was a normal Yankees team or Yankees franchise, you'd be like, yeah, sure. I don't know. Lou Trevino could be good. Like, they love his sinker slider. He, You know, the inherited runner stuff was good. But for the current state of the franchise, like, I need as much flexibility as possible. And that $4.1 million, Yeah. I think There's actually might, not that many relievers, but you can find relievers. Yankees have... Ian Hamilton. Yeah, and, I know. And the Yankees don't Hol- need right-handed relievers. Holmes, Loisega, Canely, Hamilton, Efros will be back, and then it gets thin. So that's... I, Heel. I have, if nothing else, it would open up another up-and-down Heel gets you out. I have him as probably gone. And I, I have Higgy as like a coin flip. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they were like, hey, we... Yes. Either way, I would not be surprised. What do you think about Bowers? 1.7 mil. 
but they like him and they need any sort of lefties. They didn't wave him a few weeks ago when they waved Terman, McKinney, the Corderos. I think they're vaguely interested in him. I think they are too. I feel like they're going to tender him if they need to DFA Does him. Does he have, that. Uh, you got no options? I don't think so. I don't think so. Due for 1.7. No so options, like 1.7. I mean, not if you, pl- if you plan, it's not a crazy number and I don't, we shouldn't be worrying that much, but if you plan on getting outfielders and then Bowers, then, like if your plan is to not have Bowers on the 26 man roster, then you wouldn't give him the 1.6 mil. I guess I think the only thing that there could be an argument is if he's like the last man on the roster and he's in theory Rizzo insurance, he's in theory corner outfield limited insurance. Ah, uh, he did play first base, huh? Yeah, he's a he's, he's actually a, he's natural, pr- natural, <laughs> natural first base. Classically he'd, trained. He'd like to. So yeah, then maybe yeah. maybe they they do that. Re- and also re- the Yankees kind of like to be nice. They don't like non-tender a ton of dudes who it's yeah. like a support. Prize ever mm-hmm. Read, reading the tea leaves on how they used Bowers last year and just the sense you get around the Yankees. I think they are just like Bowers. They're just very the intrigued nine. by him, and I think they'd like to find a way to get him to spring training. And if they have to make a tough decision, then what is his arbitration number? One point seven is the current projection. Okay. I also think if they're that if they give him, him a two mil raise, him if they give him the IKF raise, be wary. If you, you know, they're like, hey, we came to an agreement with Bowers. We're giving him three mil. Yeah. IKF, they handled that so quickly. If I, that, if I, if I really said crazy. that at this date last year about IKF, we said, you guys well, would have the same faces on, and then they did it. No, they were obsessed IKF, they with did IKF. it so early. They're obsessed they with Bowers. They're Nor- not obsessed normally, with Bowers. Normally those IKF, decisions IKF, happen in they January. they went out and traded for, and they made their starting shortstop. Yeah, they but they they believe and they in Bowers. Dog their heels in. But they at least at the end so of this at the end of the season they like came off of yeah, Bowers a little bit. A little you know, bit. Yeah, like yeah. I, I can't. I think Bowers they're in different super boats. intrigued by him. But they could also like, who's guaranteeing him an MLB job? Like they can sign to a minor league deal. To, they can non tender him. Days. They can non tender him and sign him to a minor league deal tomorrow immediately. Now I'm not rooting for Bauer not to get the money. I want him to. Get I just him. want the Yankees to make decisions that show me. They plan on having not Bowers in the starting outfield. Sorry, Jake. Which Sorry, is Jake. tough because technically he's one of the few like lefties with pop they had, which is just I mean Willie can, so dumb. Willie can bang. That's true. That was disrespectful of me. Where's he playing? Don't. KBL. That's kind of the news. We did it. We had a great show. Everyone is excited and people have subscribed like crazy. Work very close to that milestone. Big one. Nestor. Goodbye. Farewell. Yo, Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go, Yankees.